Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Feed the Fan right now. Brought to you by Ford and your North Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas. It is our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you guys today? We're doing well. I want to get your take because maybe I'm just off base. I heard G-Bag talking about it. As soon as the news came out, 7 million people told us we have to go get Dalvin Cook. Do you think that the Cowboys need to go get Dalvin Cook while we're also picking up Lyle Collins, Damian Wilson? We went back and got Kelvin Joseph, I'm sure, while we're just picking up everybody along the way. Uh, can he, uh, how's he at guard or tackle? Probably not great. Probably not great. Kelvin Joseph at guard or tackle? No, I think he means Dalvin oh, Cook. Okay, okay. Yeah, but yeah. either way, <laughs> Dalvin Cook. My, well, Mickey, let's let's do that real quick. How much, Mike asked this question oh. earlier, how much of the Cowboys running game have you blamed on Pollard versus the blocking in front of him? Well, I, I don't know that the blocking has been what it needs to be. Uh, I, I mean, I don't see holes that he's missing. Uh, now, he rushes himself at times. Uh, it's almost like he's so anxious to get to the line of scrimmage. Uh, but there's not much there. Uh, and teams, um, you know, I think especially Detroit really loaded up uh, on stopping the run. They wanted to make sure, you know, and they were coming. Uh, the way they played very aggressively. So, um, you know, that could have been a reason why in this game uh, it wasn't up to, you know, what you wanted it to be. Um, you know, but maybe there's a trade-off when you're not running the ball, but you got a wide receiver catching the ball for 227 yards. Um, you know, I wonder if anybody <laughs> will rethink that and say, well, maybe we need to cut off C.D. Lamb and not play him in man coverage so much. So uh, I, I just think I don't know what he could bring. Obviously, the Jets didn't think he was worth keeping, right? And I know it's only one more game, but they could have kept his rights for next year, uh, I would think. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I just think at this point everybody's just trying to do what they can to put things on their practice squad uh, with some experience just in case. I, I think that's what everybody's trying to do. If you want to do that, fine, but I don't know if he's going to come in and light up uh, the commanders on Sunday. Do you? Lyle or Kelvin Joseph? No. 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 Cal- <laughs> oh, Dalvin Cook? Dalvin Cook. Yeah, Dalvin no, Joseph no, he's is a I'm, cornerback. I'm not relying on him, Mickey, this Who Sunday for sure up. because I need I need to win this game. I, I need my full team out there. And I know like pe- some people have been like, "Oh, you don't have to." No, they got to win this game. Well, yeah, they got to win it. Yeah, so I'm not putting I'm not putting anybody new in in the position for that. Well, right even now. for the first round of the playoffs. Then. Yeah, I, I don't know a way that you can personally find 
touches for Dalvin Cook right now with, you know, you, you got to get him in the offense. I, maybe it's like, hey, just hand him the ball and he's great. I don't know, but I don't. I wouldn't do it. I mean, I, I don't know that this late in the season you can reinvent yourself. You, I mean, you're sort of, you are who you are, right? Um, I mean, how much did he do for the Jets? Yeah, no, not if, nothing. If you read their spin, the spin on it, on, I, th- I feel like it's agent spin. It is, hey, look, man, he's well-rested. He's got great legs because Ooh, the Jets didn't use him that point. often. And that is a good point. You, you look can't at, argue with that. That's <laughs> right. have great legs I'm at back this in. point. It, okay, so I had, I had a question about a spe- – Emmett hasn't run in 22 years. <laughs> he's ready to go. No, he turned it down in that commercial, right? <laughs> That's true. And when we had him on, he was like, nope, no, nah, I'm done, do guys. Whereas when, hit. <laughs> when we had Randy White on yesterday, he's like, oh, yeah, I think I can still probably figure <laughs> it like, out. Give me my uniform. Is I'm curious, does this feel like a quality season for Dorrance Armstrong? Because last year, I feel like we talked about him a lot. And this year, I, I mean, I'm not saying he can't. With two more sacks, he can match last year's sack total and everything like that. So I'm not saying it's a bad season, but I'm just curious your take on his season because it feels like it's been a quieter season. I think it's been workmanlike. I think that's the way I would look at it. I think he's done a lot of dirty work. Uh, I think, uh, you know, at times they've uh, used him inside maybe a little bit more than they did last year, uh, trying to get more from maybe Fowler or Sam Williams or moving – uh, Micah Parsons around, um, you know, and a lot of it, you know, it, it, it has to do with opportunity too. you know, like how much opportunity do you get uh, compared to uh, last year? So, uh, you know, I, I mean, that's why when they re-signed him, they didn't re-sign him to something that they had to outbid other people by, right? Uh, so I think they know, knew what he was like. And like you said, okay, he had eight and a half sacks last year. He's got six and a half with uh, one regular season game to go. So what if he gets seven and a half? Um, it's similar, but I don't think he's had as many opportunities as he had last year. Do I, I am kind of curious. I saw that Fajoko was was moved on to the fifty three. Your your thoughts on what he might do and uh, well, like implementing him and his style. Um. Or is it, is it just more like, hey, special teams depth? And 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 a lot of these moves, some of these moves, and I'm not saying a lot of them, uh, that's where they're for, for, right? Special teams, uh, help. Uh, I think they think he can probably help him help there. And then the rest of these guys, they're going to the practice squad, right? Mm-hmm. So basically they're taking the place of, I don't know, Buddy Johnson. You familiar with his work? Hardly new. I feel like you. I uh, feel like you mentioned him yesterday. Once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> once I should quit year. picking on him, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Why has he become your focus of all things? Name. You know it's a what? fun name only, to say. Only because there was a possibility, or maybe they did. I don't even remember. They were going to elevate him because they needed a new, uh, another uh, active. Uh, linebacker body right and mm. he was really the only other one yeah and i didn't know if fahoko could play linebacker if he was no okay no, he's, he's more a of an end lineman. Okay, gotcha. yeah yeah and and so you know i maybe maybe it's a fresh legs theory i don't know uh but he had been uh on on the injured reserve list right and, and if they don't activate him then they they actually lose him uh for the for the 
remainder of the season. So a lot of these moves are for, um, you know, just how you're uh, how to keep guys uh, uh, available, I should say, since they had started his 21 day uh, practice uh, period. I know we all are aware that Brandon Aubrey is having an incredible season. I don't think it was until I was looking through, I think it was the game notes that he's now tied for second all time for most field goals in a season made without missing one at all. 39, 35, 30. He's at 35. And I think the record is 37. And that's Mike Vanderjack who, you know, yeah, we saw what happened to him after Peyton Manning just destroyed his career with one sentence and it all spiraled from there. Is it weird? Like, I know you just need to win the game and that's the primary focus. Is it weird that I'm really hoping that Brandon Aubrey also makes three field goals to set the record (laughs) along the way? Uh, if he makes three field goals, then that means you're not scoring touchdowns and you could be in trouble. Okay, so that would be – what if we've already scored like four touchdowns? Oh, well, touchdowns? Then, then you just want to stop at the 10-yard line and kick a field yeah, goal? Yeah, get him get him, get him, the record. We got CeeDee Lamb a record earlier this year by just throwing him back out there in a game that didn't matter anymore. Well, he's got – He's got a couple records, right? He does. Most, uh, most, and this one goes without without much notice. I think most touchbacks in a season. Yes, I mean that's significant. You don't have to cover kickoffs. Um, and who kicks the who him. hits the crossbar more than him? Yeah, right. Nobody. And, and and the fact that you know he's been uh, awfully accurate and uh, with his uh, with his uh, you know kicks and, and extra points for the most part. So. Uh, yeah, I don't know about worrying about records. I think they just need to worry about winning a game uh, and making sure that they get that number two seed in the, in the NFC. I think that's uh, what's ultimately important. And then, you know, these moves, they're just trying to stack the, uh, you know, the, the practice squad. That way you can elevate guys. And I think you get some extra elevations once you get into the playoffs uh, for guys. So, so you know, uh, I mean, Lael Collins is not going to come here and set the world on fire. Sure. Uh, well, he might. I don't know about from a football perspective. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I know he started 15 games in 2022 for the Bengals before uh, he tore his ACL. And, you know, he has spent this basically the majority of this year rehabbing. Um, now, I heard he, he looked like he was in good shape. But, again, he hadn't played any football. Right. And there's a reason why they let him go. I mean, Terrence Steele had outplayed him the year before, and 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 to and to get rid of him, they 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 had to eat this year eight point one million dollars in dead money. Mm. And I, so you don't just do those things cavalierly, right? Well, yeah, let's just get rid of this guy. It costs. So maybe they thought, well, heck, we're still he's still costing us. Why don't we see if we can squeeze something out of him if we get in a pinch? We've we've tried to bring this up with Jerry and Steven, so I don't know if you have a another tactic that can help us out with this. <laughs> Since you mentioned Terrence Steele, whether it's Steele or Gallup or Pollard, though I realize that's just the franchise tag, do you think we can convince the Cowboys to stop giving market or above market value contracts for players coming off of major injuries? I think you need to go and look at those contracts and see if they are what you think they are. Okay. Because sometimes the way they're structured, it's not right. all that money that's at market value. Sure, and sure. And a lot of times when they make those types of deals, 
they are they're getting them on the cheap and they're it's like okay this guy's going to take a little less maybe because if he gets in free agency and plays the way he has he's going to price himself uh, 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 off our roster. Right. So you structure it where it looks like he's getting all that money, but in a year or two, if he doesn't hit, then you can get out of the contract. But and you're probably getting less guaranteed money than what the total package is that you would get if you were a Pro Bowl offensive tackle. Yeah. No, I, I hear what you're saying, and Michael Gallup is probably an interesting case study in that, in that, the last two years, his actual cap hit's been two years for $11 million, which doesn't sound bad, but then you still face next year with a $13 million and everything, which might still be below maybe market value. I hear what you're and saying. And, and d- depending on how much upfront money you gave him, like guaranteed money, you can get out of it. You For Gallup in particular, you're right about that as a theory. For Gallup in particular, I use him as an example because you're still stuck with Thirteen million, one way or another, after this year, and I know they could split it up over two years. Right, but but again, um, you know when you're you're the third receiver, and and he kind of is right. The Cowboys won a Super Bowl in '95 with the third receiver catching like ten passes. There you go. Do you, you think- ever hear of Corey Fleming? Mm-hmm. Yes, but I haven't thought about him since probably twenty-five, <laughs> twenty-eight years ago. What, what? So that's my point. You know, you can't. You know, and I understand what you're saying. And, and of, of course, Michael Gallup hasn't, you know, done what he did prior to the injury. I get it. But you also got a receiver that's caught 120 passes. So the, there's only so many. You know. There's only one football. No, you're no, right. and here's the other thing too. And he, even Brandon Cooks, because everybody's worried about you know uh, his total catches. But look at the catches he's made that are huge, and and I think the seven touchdowns that did I read that that's like a, a, a single season high for uh, quite some times. Uh, for Cooks, it's the most since uh, he had seven touchdowns in 2017 with New England. So again, it's sometimes it's the plays you make, not the volume, uh, but when you make the critical plays that that count. Uh, and you know, somebody's got to cover them. I, I bet they're not ignoring them, and that helps out the rest of the guys too. So uh, I just think we have to be careful about judging uh, money uh, along with performance like that. We're the KNC masterpiece. Thank you very much, good sir. We'll catch up with you again tomorrow. I'll be here. All See right, you guys. Coming up next, the perfect player for the Mavs is available. Could they possibly make it happen? Giannis? (laughs) A perfect player for the Mavericks. Hey. Shaq. (laughs) He probably is available. Can you imagine him and Luca? A good player that would fit well with the Mavs is available. Can they make it happen? Jalen Brunson. We'll do it. <laughs> we had the chance. Yeah, we could have gotten him. We got to go to break, Kevin. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart cart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Raptors. By two. Pascal, his second made three and a smile. It's 2024. Canesy, man. It's not Chris Bosh. Kawhi played for Toronto. He did. Canesy Masterpiece back here on 105. I learned a lesson because the text people are ruining my days. Did they follow our our lead? Is Dirk coming out of retirement? Yes. Is it Steve DeBerg? No. I made the mistake of saying the perfect player is available for the Mavs. Could they possibly make it happen? I regret that decision, and we may or may not hear from Mike McCarthy in this segment. You know how that goes. Kyle Lowry. Pat. At least, you know what? Thank you, Corey. I don't either. Thank you for giving an answer that could conceivably be the correct answer. It's not, but I appreciate you giving an answer that could have been the right answer. He might be our third best rebounder on this team. Pascal Siakam. <laughs> oh, I'm in. Is... Yeah, let's get him. Okay, well, hold on. We'll, we'll take him. Yeah, I'll trade Cuban for him. He's not even part of the organization, barely. <laughs> oh my, he's. I think Cuban would make that deal if he's like, hold on, you'll take me? No All right, chance. deal. I'll give no chance. You don't think Mark Cuban would trade? There's casinos. Are there is. casinos in Canada? There's I don't know. No chance. That's what he wants. Is he's available? Yeah. He would be an amazing fit for this Dallas Mavericks team. I agree because the Mavericks are one of the smallest teams in the NBA. When you look at their closing lineups that they have to go with, yes, Derek Lively is uh, a long guy. He's our long one long tall guy that we have on the team. Literally everybody else on the court. Luca's your second biggest player on the court at the end of games. Kyrie, now that he's healthy, is back. Uh, and then you look at the two other guys that you're throwing out there. Sometimes it's Derek Jones Jr. It has been Dante Exum, deservedly so, when he's been healthy. And now you're looking at Grant Williams, Tim Hardaway Jr. Right? I mean, you're a very small team at the end of the game trying to put out your best five guys. And Siakam at 6'8", would be your second biggest guy on this team that would play, you know, good minutes. And the thing that I like that can work in cooperation with Lively is, I'll admit, Siakam's not a rim protector. Right. Fair enough. But he can switch off one to four, and he's a good help defender. Yeah. And so, look. I know. And you had me at good defender probably, right? But if you can go through that many different positions and you're a good help defender, I'm in on that. 
But then Corey, will you repeat what you just said? And he can score. And he can score. He cannot shoot the three. He'll try on you. But he can't shoot the three. But he can score a lot of points. What are you talking about, dude? Against Detroit, he was two for two for three. <laughs> That's fair. That's 100%. <laughs> That's a good point. What What is he shooting from three? There was also the a game against Atlanta where he was five for six. Okay, I'm pretty sure he's like 30% for the year. 36.8. Three-point shooting? It's only 2.8% yeah. lower than he Tim is? Hardaway Jr. Oh, and that was in the month of December. I'm pretty sure it's lower than that. Yeah, let me go look at the whole okay. year. All right, so. So we all agree. 100% okay. Pascal Siakam would help out this team tremendously, the Dallas Mavericks. And yeah. I've wanted him for like two or three years now. And he still has a time we strike. He yes. should have five <laughs> years left of still being a premium player. He's 29 years old. I would give him till 34 until there would probably be a, a, a drop off where you'd go like, oh, crap. And I know he's not as good anymore. 28.5%. Okay, I thought it was pretty bad. <laughs> and I know people will bring this up. One of the reasons he's available is he will be a free agent after this year. Right. So the hope is you bring him in and you're able to keep him. But what will it take to bring him in? And then I don't know if you think it would be contingent on resigning well, and all of that stuff. You brought it up yesterday. We weren't able to get to it yesterday because our show was just too loaded with it great packed, stuff. So man. we get to it. Maybe today. the best show of the year. Unfortunately, I did see an NBA uh, reporter, and I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank. It was a, a woman who I follow on Twitter who follows the NBA and said, "This is what Toronto wants." They want two rotational players, young rotational players that can play right now, and two first round picks. Josh Green and Jaden Hardy. Oh, that doesn't make sense. Um, That doesn't make sense financially, like doing it. Um, But I'm with you. That's about the best we can do with young players that could maybe play uh, on a redeveloping Toronto team. They don't want to go into tank mode because they do have still a decent team up there. They got Scotty Barnes and now Emmanuel quickly. RJ Barrett's had a bad year this year, but he's a solid, he's probably getting overpaid at this point in his career, but he's a good player. He's just not, he's not at all considered a a potential all-star or anything like that. So they want to, put together two guys in their kind of mid to early 20s that they think can really help them become a good team a year or two from now. And the Mavs struggle with that on their roster besides Derek Lively, who you know. And then you only have one first-round pick to trade. I will. I I wonder if they would sub in a pick swap for that. I want to get to more of that in just a second. They did say two first-round picks. Okay. I wonder about... It doesn't mean that they get that, though, right? That's what they want. They want two first-round picks and two good young players. I know Toronto in the past has been interested in Josh Green. I'm not saying, oh, they're like, oh, Josh Green, we definitely got to do it. Oh, because he's Australian. I don't know. If I was about th- to say Canadian. He's not. Maybe they're interested in Dwight Powell. Please, this- Toronto, be interested in Dwight Powell. If, this- if there's anything that I want is I want somebody else to be interested more in Dwight Powell than he's the young Mavericks. Looking. This-, <laughs> this is what Hoops Hype projected as a Mavs offer. So want to see if you think this is doable, and if this would move the needle for Toronto. Tim Hardaway Jr., Rashawn Holmes, because remember, you got to match some of the money. Uh, Omax, Jaden Hardy, a first-round pick, and a pick first-round pick swap. <sighs> I, uh, I get it. I want the player. I would do that in a heartbeat. I want would, the player. Wouldn't even, I, wouldn't even, I would say, yes, done, sign the paper now before they change their mind. Yeah. Rashawn Holmes does absolutely nothing yep, for agree, you, and he's not an expiring contract. He has money on the books next year. 
Tim Hardaway Jr., non-expiring contract, has about $16.5 to $17.5 million on the books next year. Jaden Hardy has no place in this organization for the next two to three years, as in like a really valued, solid role. He Is Omax valuable to them? Maybe. It just matters what they valued him in the draft. We don't know where he was on point. their draft board. That is a very good point. Because the Mavericks took him, was it 21 overall, if I have the pick right? But is in the early 20s, 20s, let's just say. So it just matters what they thought of him in the draft. And then it would be your 2026 or 2027 pick slash pick swap with that year, too, most likely. Okay, you said do it in a heartbeat. I also add... I know this makes it more complicated because you can't trade him for like three more weeks and then salary cap. It's a nightmare. They have professionals to figure that out as well. I say you got to add, they say you got to add Josh Green to that mix as well. Done in a heartbeat. Wow, still okay. I'm not a fan of Josh Green. I've noticed that. I have, yeah, and I've lost the love for Josh Green. I just, I'm kind of curious as his place with this group. Okay. So I'm not saying it's the best group, but when we talk about young players to offer, Jaden Hardy, Josh Green, Omax, that's better than I would have thought two years ago that you had available that you were really willing to trade. So those three as the linchpin of young players and draft yeah. picks. Because here's my thinking on this. If this were to happen and I'm unloading, yeah, sure, I'm unloading, uh, I would say, more quantity than quality. That's the thing that I worry about is the rest of the league might offer better quality but we would offer more quantity here is i'm looking at the maps for the next let's just say you sign pascal siakam to a four-year contract extension at the end of the year you you don't max them out but you get you give them a big salary at like four for 160 or i don't know yeah Yeah. a big contract if i have a healthy Kyrie, luca pascal siakam Derek lively i might be able to win it all in the next three years i might be able to i can't I can't even win a playoff series with the team I have now. Uh, they they will make the playoffs. I do think the Mavs are going to make the playoffs. Play-in game? And I do think at this point they would maybe win one of those play-in games yep. to make the real playoffs, then get hammered in the real playoffs because they can't play defense and they can't rebound on a consistent basis. Like but if I, if I get Siakam there... And I have Siakam, Lively, my two superstars. And then I fill in the last spot with Grant Williams, Maxi Kleba. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if I need a big-time shooter out there, I still have Seth Curry. You know, I just look at how can I fill in the, the rest of this team and the rest of this roster. I go, like, I will take a chance with that situation rather than what I have now. Now, I know that you're kind of out of assets. The rest of the way, you have made the decision for the next four years you are locked into this team. There's you nothing else you can that, do. You better hope that Lively continues on the track that you think he is yeah. going to be. Well, I guess on. in my opinion, he's been so much better. Even his offense. Yeah. He, I can't believe how good he is. I'm not saying he's a great offensive player. I just can't believe how not coordinated he is yeah. around the basket. Yeah. Like we're used to Sagana Jop, Eric Dampier, Sean Bradley. Tyson Chandler was not this coordinated and athletic around the basket to make these kind of shots. I'm not saying Tyson. I love not Tyson while he was Chandler. here early and in his career with look, Chris Paul. He was Lob City, but then yeah. later on he became a, a elbow guy. He could right. shoot from the but elbow. The a way bit, that he's able to kind of have some post moves, he does have some yeah, post moves at yeah, 19 does. years old. And look, I've also been used to watching Dwight Powell for a decade. Right. So, so somebody asked this. Can we keep Hardy and move green? The reason why I would say probably not is because it would depend on Toronto's valuations of those players. But also, Hardy is significantly cheaper 
just because the green extension got done. And then you wouldn't yeah. pull the trigger on that for three weeks. I'm not saying that trade would get done in the next three weeks anyway. Yeah. And he just costs more for, I don't know yeah. how they evaluate him as a player. Green is in his fourth year averaging six points, two rebounds, two assists, and can't stay healthy for an NBA schedule. Like, that's that's what he is in his fourth year in the NBA on a team that needs him to be more than that. Yeah. He had that good two-week stretch last year. He did. In two weeks, he got paid $55 million. That's the amazing thing about Josh Green, and good for him, man. He's set for life because he had two weeks of good basketball in the NBA where we thought – he was taking a step to definitely another level and has regressed back to the guy that you're not sure can play consistent minutes in the NBA. I would love to move Josh Green for a valued asset. Um, his contract's weird when it comes to trading because of the new extension. But look, if you can get Pascal Siakam, because I don't think you're going to be able to make a trade for, I don't know who you would be in love with, Kevin Durant. If right. he falls out of love with Phoenix, you know, whatever it is, I don't know if you're going to be able to do this. This might be doable, and then you hope that your casino money lady says, all right, four years, $160 million, we're going into luxury tax, and I don't care. And when Derek Lively becomes a free agent, five years and $220 million, I don't care. Like, we are not allowing a Jalen Brunson to ever happen on our watch again, and that's where I'd be happy with the casino money. I just don't know. The thing about Pascal Siakam, Kevin, reading about it, and I'm sure you have too, there's a good six teams that really want him right now. And that is and, – and, and the Mavericks are one yeah, of them. Yeah. Which is always the situation, it feels like, whenever a player that seems attainable for the Mavericks sure. is interested, everybody else that has more assets is – He doesn't have a super choice here. He is kind of from here. He's not really from here, but he did go to high school here. If that's the case, then, about all the teams chasing him, I just if, – if it's not the Mavs, I want to see a deal that I'm like, well, that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like there have been a couple times, and I'm like, "What? We could have done that." Yes, I just want a deal that I'm yeah. like, "Well, you never." And we couldn't have, done have won that. the OG Ananobi trade. Yeah. We, the Mavericks wanted him; they they really liked him. They just didn't have the assets that the New York Knicks have. In fact, the New York Knicks still have more assets. You know, they have two first round picks this year. One of them being the Mavericks for the for the Porzingis trade. If you're wondering, hey, could the Mavs get another Derek Lively this year in the draft? No, they can't because. Christoph's Porzingis trade still isn't paid off how long, yet. How long do we have to pay that off? Uh, one more year. If you could be really terrible again, yeah. If we really, if we got, off if Dwight there. Powell wanted to body slam all of our ankles, <laughs> we could keep our pick. We're the, we're the KNC masterpiece <laughs> right here on 105 through the fan. Coming up next, it's time for Gridiron Gravy. Is this going to be the most high pressure game of Week 18? Let's talk about it next, right here on the fan. The push. Josh Allen has his second touchdown today. And again, it's from a yard away. And the Bills extend their lead. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. I want to tell you on Friday, things have changed. The Friday football feast remains. However, we're going to be in Arlington at the Collins location for Buffalo Wild Wings Friday football feast. Okay, if eyes can change and you can, can change... change Everybody can change. And so we're changing to Arlington. Buffalo Wild Wings. That's when they fix communism. But never change the station. That's uh, when Miguel Gorbachev got choked by Von Drago. <laughs> by the way, McCarthy did confirm looks great uh, regarding Collins, but we're still working through some things. We can revisit it tomorrow. I really wish that McCarthy could confirm what time he actually shows up. 
to these press conferences. I nah, don't worry about it, man. That'd be great. All right. right I actually now. love that he doesn't show up on time. <laughs> 877-881-1053. Would you rather hear McCarthy or us? Fair point. Right now, let's go and round the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Deep. Commander's defensive tackle Jonathan Allen did not practice because of injury, per sources. Oh. So maybe look, Tony Pollard has 100 yards. They have given up on this season. Yeah, who cares? We're going to win four. I'm picking 41 to zero. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah, that's okay. what you said the score was going to be against Arizona, Mike. Okay, same score. <laughs> Yeah. They don't have, score against the Giants. They don't have Dabalina. It was forty to nothing. Okay, yeah. So I'm is, adding an extra has point. Me really concerned now. They're right. horrible. If Buffalo wins against Miami, they get the number two seed. However, if Buffalo loses against Miami, the Steelers win, the Jags win, and the Texans Colts game does not end in a tie, the Bills won't be in the playoffs at all. That's some pretty damn high pressure right there. You could finish the weekend out of the playoffs or the number two seed. Yeah, yeah, and, like, you'll look back at the entire, like, the entire season and go, what was that moment? And that whole team, that whole that right. whole team will start going, all right, was it McDermott that was the problem? We still won this many games. How could we be that bad? It's not that bad of a thing except for it's that close, right? Like, we were that close to not – so the best thing is they need to win, right? Like they need to okay. win. Okay, here's a good sign for them to win, Corey. At least I interpret it as a good sign. The Dolphins have given up 104 points in their two games against the Ravens and the Bills. You could probably guess they're 0-2 in those games. All right. So they played the Ravens, and they already played the Bills once. They've given up 104 points total That's in those a lot. games. So... It's a lot of points. It could be advantage Buffalo, but I know you point out Miami's good. Buffalo. Okay. Wins. <laughs> right. I mean, like, well, except for I don't agree. I agree that Miami's, I think Miami wins this one because it's at home. Okay. We'll see. And I think it also benefits Miami to not have to go up north, you know, to, to, to play this game. They get to play in their, in their weather rather than go up there and play in potential. Hey, didn't they have a major injury late in that game to a defensive player, Miami? Am I crazy yes, about that? Bradley Chubb. Yeah, he's, he's done, right? He's out for the year. Yeah, that yeah. stinks. Did you just say that? No, I think okay. it was yesterday. <clears throat> so, Buffalo wins. All right, let's talk about the Eagles. Now, Jordan Mailata pointed out that A.J. Brown put together a bonding activity for the team by going to an escape room. However, Whoa. there was also a report that the Eagles locker room is fractured because of A.J. Brown, and he put out on his Twitter, I will speak tomorrow, which is today. I still haven't seen him speak. him speak or what he has spoken about, so... I, that that was so. I did bring that up, Kevin, last year uh, when we were discussing this with Bobby, and I was like, I thought I saw a report that he was he was causing problems in there, and they were like, well, that's still un like it's unknown if that right. report's real or not. And it was kind of like a dove climbing thing, and so and then, but if that if that's a reality that he's calling out Jalen Hurts or he's the reason, man, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he has to say here. That's exactly what I've been pulling for this whole time is not for injuries to anybody, but for internally for them to just fall apart like okay. their friendships. This isn't fair, but how bad they've played here at the end of the year 
I almost feel like the Eagles aren't a threat next year. I know that's stupid and not oh. fair. You can you can kind of after you go home, go to your family, and you have plenty of time to kind of reassess what went right, what went so wrong that you can come back and have a good year the next year, even though it went so bad at the end. But it does feel like to me that this is not like Jalen Hurts is starting to regress back to the Jalen Hurts I thought he was out of the draft. And then A.J. Brown, and I haven't heard from Devontae Smith, like, complaining, but I feel like they're starting to get very frustrated going, we're really talented and maybe we are getting open or these plays are workable if our quarterback could get us the ball. And so, I don't know. It it just feels like to me I shouldn't be this, I guess, non-scared of the Eagles now future. Yeah. But it just feels like, to me, like this is the beginning of the end. Like, as much as they went to the Super Bowl, they had a great start to this year, it feels like all of a sudden the Jalen Hurts era is coming to an end. And they, they did they already give him the huge extension? Yes. Yeah. So they're stuck for, like, the next two or three years. They could be stuck with a guy that uh, people there don't believe in. Okay. that That is an interesting point. Now, you asked for some feedback, Corey. People do not want to hear the Mike McCarthy presser, but more importantly, from the 832 and the 214, do you think Mike McCarthy's inability to show up on time for his press conference is why he struggles so much at time management? He doesn't know how to clock work. That is a great He's point. like, but he's He like, thought but, it said 1241 left yeah. when we got the interception. Yeah. He's like, he doesn't know how a digital clock works. He only understands the hands on a clock. That's That's got to be it. Whenever he started learning clocks, they didn't have digital clocks. And so now all he knows is how the hands work on a clock. And then this is another suggestion. It all made sense. Do you think quarterbacks love passing so much? Dak gets the play and he's like, hell yeah, we're passing. Because wouldn't you think, I'm just throwing this out here because he is my favorite quarterback. If North Turner, for instance, would have called in the the packages of plays in that situation, and I know it was a very different team with Emmett Smith and the offensive line, don't you think Troy would have been like, up your rear, we're running the ball. <laughs> I, like, I'm not running this play. Yeah. This, is, this is a stupid play to run right here. We are not throwing the ball 40 yards deep right now when we need to get a first down, and if we don't, they waste all of their timeouts. Very, I, I don't think Mike's wrong about this. I think that, like, like I, I think it, Dak saw it as like, hey, man, Pat, well, I, I love Dak. Don't get me wrong. I don't love Dak, but I wonder if oh Dak, don't like, get me wrong. I don't, like him. Don't, don't question coach. I wonder if he's just like, no, I don't want to question coach. I want to well, do, I mean, according to Bobby Bell, he questions them all the time. <laughs> but then the other part of it is, I wonder if he's just like, if, McCarthy has explained, look, this is what we're trying to accomplish. We need we what we're doing it this way. We're trying to put a dagger in this team. That's what I think that's what McCarthy wants the most is put a dagger in them. I don't trust certain things about my team right now. Okay. All right. Interesting. And the clock thing. <sighs> yeah. The I know they haven't looked good making it happen, but the Chiefs have now won the Dude. AFC eight straight seasons. How impressive I, is that? I know this latest iteration of the Chiefs is limping their way to the finish. In a way, it's impressive because you're doing it with literally people who shouldn't be in the NFL running routes. Even the dude Rice the other day, I mentioned this off the year. He, with three minutes and four seconds to go, Patrick Mahomes throws a ball out to the left for about a five to seven yard gain, and he runs out of bounds. He doesn't get knocked out of bounds. He decides... 
I'm going to try to get some more yards, but as I get to the sideline, I'm going to go out of bounds. They scan immediately back to Patrick Mahomes. He looks like up into the sky and is like, what the crap, man? <laughs> like, we are struggling to win. This is a very close game against Cincinnati. I threw a completed pass. That's a Instead of running, we threw the ball, and we had a very easy completion that I knew I was going to complete. How did you not know not to run out of That's their best. And I'm not saying he's not a future, like, number two receiver in the NFL. I think he's, like, a solid second receiver for a good decade of his career. Solid. The only receiver that belongs in the NFL on their team is him. And he didn't even know not to run out of bounds with 304 left. Well, he gets a week off, Mahomes does, to stay away from his his wide receivers. As Andy Reid has said, he is not playing against the Chargers. Oh, interesting. Along with some other starters. Now, I'm going to read you a sentence, Corey. Put Sky Moore at quarterback. Maybe that's his position because it ain't wide receiver. Blaine Gabbert is going to be their quarterback. I'm going to read you guys a sentence, and I'll let you decide where you think the factual error is. This is an actual press release that got put out. The Dallas Cowboys' 2019 victory over the Detroit Lions averaged 25.7 million viewers the third largest audience for a Monday night football game since 1997. Go. Uh, you said 2019? Yeah, I'm trying to go back. My computer's slow 20, right now. Okay, let's try this again. Everybody that's lock you, in. That's All what right. you did say. You did say 2019 because I was singing the same thing. The Dallas Cowboys 20 to 19 oh, win. Over the Detroit Lions. I heard it the same way Corey heard it, too. I was trying to go back and look at the 2019 2019. schedule. I thought you were comparing a 2019 Detroit-Dallas game to this 2023 Detroit-Dallas. The Dallas Cowboys, 20-19 win over the Lions. Average 25.7 million viewers, which is the third largest audience for Monday Night Football since 1997. Tell me the issue that you have with that statement. It's not Monday night, was it? It's a great point, Mike. It was the Saturday game was night. was on Saturday. But it was but Monday Night Football. If you recall. We played Detroit in 2019, week 11, November 17th. How so do it, you think that's what I was talking about? Cowboys win 35-27 in 2019 on November 17th. It's a Sunday, though. Did they win the game? Yeah, 35-27 at Detroit. Prescott threw for 444 yards. He loved the number four. Yeah, it's Monday Night Football. Kevin, it was Troy Aikman and Joe Buck, uh-huh. Monday Night Football's team on a yeah. Saturday. Michael Gallup so in that matter game. anymore. In 2019, when Michael Gallup had two working legs. No, I legs, don't care about that game, Mike. He had 148 yards. That, that shows he used to be good when his legs worked. And that's why we gave him the contract. Do you think it's weird, though, that they said this special edition of Monday Night Football on Saturday night, and then when they put out the yes. press release, they say, this is the third highest rated Monday it, Night Football game since 97. Yes, it is weird, because isn't Thursday Night Football the start of the year actually Sunday Night Football? It's Collinsworth oh my God. and on Tarico. And the, Amazon gets week two. Yeah, it's like the first game of the year is Thursday Night Football, and they call it Sunday Night Football. Do they think that there's people out there who are like, Saturday football, the hell with this? They're like, okay. So it's Monday the highest rated on a Saturday. So it's the highest rated the third Monday highest night rate. football game on Saturday. Is that yeah. Uh, that Do we know the to answer to that? No. Are there other there are Saturday other night Saturday football games, games from Monday night that, that are did two better? And one. No. There's not. It's the best. Oh my God. 
Yes. In it's 2019. the best Saturday Monday night football game. It's the third best Monday night football game since 1997, even though it didn't take place on a Monday. That was the release that they put out. That's impressive. Did you, Is it? Did you think when you started this segment that me no. and Corey would get confused on 2019 <laughs> that you were talking of about? All the things I thought we might stop on, that was not one of them. And I wasn't joking. We, we weren't. Usually we try to irritate you. Yeah. We weren't trying to irritate you there, and we did. From the 903, thought I heard it the way Mike and Corey heard it. So they, they, that's they're one with us. person, though. No, 877-881-1053. Don't do this to Text spite in me, right now and ask if you heard it the same, or say that you heard it the same way oh, as we did. Only if it's the truth. Don't just do it to irritate me. Or do what you want. Fair point. Lamar Jackson, AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Jordan Love, NFC Offensive Player of the Week. We'll talk about him more mm. tomorrow. S. Dawkins 7 says K-Dog is going to GD Mike by Friday. Yeah, I could, uh, I could definitely see that. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.